hey guys and gals and non-binary pals just giving you a heads up this conversation is already in progress once it starts recording i initially had planned to get to a point where we could record a brief intro and then start talking but pretty much the second we started the conversation it we kind of just hit it off we just started shooting the shit like two dudes who hadn't seen each other in a minute so do keep that in mind before listening to the episode and enjoy different like so i you'll see me i'm interacting with everybody like i'm not never never gonna be on oh no if you you got good art i'm trying to highlight it because we all trying to do the same thing we all love wrestling we all love hip-hop whatever you love we just want to bring it together and there's there's no lie about your interactions because depending on which account i'm on is which one i'll talk to you from because you've seen the conversations with the beard page but the Page, mine too. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, I seen it. And I, and once I realized it was you, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, anytime you hit me, I'm you definitely. Because it doesn't matter. Because I feel like I appreciate the interaction. Like these people, no matter. Like we get caught up in these follow accounts and likes and retweets and all of that. It's easy to get caught up in it because as soon as you click on your profile, it's there in your face. So you know what I mean, like they they want you to chase these engagements and all of that. And I. I mean, I like, so when somebody does reach out, regardless, as long as nothing, nothing too negative, uh, I try to, try to respond. It's just people I do ignore, though. I don't really <laughs> got time for, like, like, because I don't, because I diss Josiah, who's, like, all, all around love, I don't want to start getting the reputation that I just, like, diss everybody, because I'm really not, I'm really a nice person. I just don't really like inauthentic people, man. And, I, I, and I'm going to always stick with that. Like, I don't like fake stuff. You know, I'm not going to tolerate it if, if it's in my in my area. I'm getting rid of it. Like, <laughs> like and somewhere, the I don't know, man. TV decided for some time he wanted, like, so my, the issues with him, I guess he feels the way, but I felt the way because you, you got a platform and you, you put your man on there and y'all talked about me for an hour. Just like, number one, we supposed to be cool. You ain't give me a chance to get on there or nothing. You just, you know what I mean? So you on there and you, and you diminish. And I just like, nah, they, so you, you chose what you wanted to do at that point. Because if you know for a fact that I dissed them publicly, and I know you know because you hit my phone and you telling me how much you love it. And it's finally, you happy somebody finally did it. And then in the same, the next day you, you subtweet me, you sub. You subtweet me on Twitter. I'm like, oh, he said something about, oh, people are clout chasing now and this, not just in battle rap. And I'm looking at him like, oh, wow, you really, like, immediately after my phone, you saying one thing. And online, you're a whole different person. So I'm like, yeah, I can't, I can't rock with it. Because anything I said, like, I'm only person. So I talked to a lot of these people outside of the, off of the, off of the social network. So when. When that happened, he hit me up. He's telling me, oh, yeah, that's good work. I uh, see you finally did it. Because when Josiah first came, all you hear was, all you heard from people, like, oh, where this dude come from? I'm the only person that got something. Like, I'm the person that said something. But I wasn't the only person that behind closed doors was trying to figure out what was going on. So, I mean, now you see, fast forward a few years, I guess they all got to get close with him or whatever. And that's cool. <laughs> I mean, but I, my position never changed as far as, like, this is a this is something I take seriously. It's more than not not a stepping stone to do other things. Like this is what I want to do, and I feel people come in, try to get what they want out of it, and then just leave it. 
and that's cool too. But I'm not. Everybody don't got to be alright with it. Like, and I'm not. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty much the the basis, and then all of the other stuff from there just stems. But I'm trying not to take it to taking any further with this guy, cause uh, now it's like um, without without his his affiliations, he not really much. So I feel like anything I do, I'm giving him more attention than he getting on his own. So I'm not I'm not about to do that. Like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not helping that situation. Like, if he want to address me, he address me on the record, and he'll get one right back in less than 48 hours. So, like, so you are you know, prepared what, to battle if it comes down to that. I'm already, yeah. I'm, but that's, but you know, so I I listened to, K, I heard KRS once say this a long time ago. Like, when you when you feel like you the best, you got to always be ready for anything from anywhere. And, I mean, the same confidence that wrestlers have and all of that, I feel like it's all right for me because I'm not about to be, I'm not, I'm not going to be in this game to try to be an intercontinental champion. Like, if I'm here, I'm going for the top prize and I want to be considered the best and I'm going to do everything in my power to, to make that, to make that happen. So if I need to, if I need to take it to the battlefield to protect, protect my position, then that's what's going to happen. And I'm prepared to do it. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> like with, at all times, the studio is real. Like the studio is not far. <laughs> whatever happens, it's tough. And you know, I make all my own beats. So whenever we need, if it if it if it has to happen, it can happen at any time. So I think with that knowledge, he probably just gonna ignore me like he should. I mean, I don't know. I've 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 had Montezzi on here before, and I'm a fan of his work personally. Being a fan of hip hop and being a fan of wrestling. It might not be a popular opinion, but I hope he responds because I feel like two of you going back and forth could almost be like Shibata and Ishii going at it on the mic. But it could be bigger for the culture than it is just like yeah. as a beat. The, thi- the thing about it is like, number one, that that type of hip-hop or that area of hip-hop requires like, you got to be ready, man, man. A lot of people with deficiencies might come to the light if they have to step in that type of arena. So I'm I'm thinking that's something that he's probably gonna opt out against, like, cause I'm like, this is this is not about nothing but penmanship when we get to that. So all of your your connections or what you think and all of these numbers you talking about really don't got nothing to do with the art of what we talking about. So when it get down to that, then you really then what you gonna do? So. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just gonna he gonna just do what he did. He gonna follow me in the darkness right before my album release. No coincidence there. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, so yeah, you already know what it is. Like stuff like that is like, alright. Because when his albums come out or anything like that, it's not. I'm not doing it because I want to reciprocate it. It's just the fact that you. you know what I mean, you tell me we calling each other brothers. So in that light. You gonna support your brother? The same shit, the same thing I do with Mega or anybody else. I consider my brother. So he was in that category, and he was getting treated that way. But like, it's like when it's time to reciprocate, it's it's oh you don't you don't know or you're not. Yeah, you know I mean, so and that's cool. But it just showed me like because when it's real, it's no you don't got to worry about the reciprocation. It's already happening. So if you got to even think about it, then you already know what the situation. You already know what it is. So I'm like, all right, all right I know this is. I know what this what this relationship was. It wasn't meant to be a permanent one. So <laughs> So yeah. But I mean we don't like I said, I'll I said what I said about that guy. 
if he got anything to say, he could address me. He know where to find me. He know how to reach me. Because <laughs> like, I don't got nothing to say to him, man. So with that part of the beef, be- well, not even beef. It's more of a, yeah, a disagreement yeah, yeah. of sorts. Beef is like beef. Nah, it's not a beef. Because nah. neither one of them is a beef because, like, it would require some type of something from the other side. And I'm not expecting that from neither one of them. They might continue to do the little sub stuff, but, like, I mention people directly. Like, I tag him directly. I don't really do the indirect stuff. I got a problem with you. It's coming right to you. Like, <laughs> so, uh, all that indirect stuff, it, it makes me uncomfortable. So, I don't really like to engage in that. All right. Now, as a one of the, I guess we'll say the pillars of rap and wrestling at the moment, and I know you said something about this already, but top dollar and Max, Max Caster. <laughs> where, where, where where do you stand on that? So, all right, like in rap and wrestling, that like they're good. Like I like I appreciate anything that brings spotlight to what we trying to what we trying to build, and they're good. Like like Top Dollar's actually not bad. You listen to him and you can tell he's been rapping for a while. Max Caster too. Like they can put together songs. But they, if they're going to start getting into, like, calling themselves the best and all of that, that's that's a little different. But when you think about it, they're wrestlers that rap. They don't make rap, like, they don't make hip-hop that's wrestling-based. If you understand what I'm saying, they just wrestlers that happen to rap. So it's not really the same, but it's, it's still it's still bringing spotlight to us, so thank you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but you understand, like, because it's not like they, like, so, like, how I take it is, like, I'm like the Wu Tang thing. Like I'm so they the Kung Flu is their influence, and you hear it. Like you know all the skits and their names. A lot of that stuff is deprived from that. So I'm trying to do the same thing with the wrestling. So when I look at myself, I don't see myself as necessarily like a a wrestling rapper or anything like that. I'm trying to make it one whole thing. Like so, like when you drink an Arnold Palmer. You don't be like, oh, I'm drinking iced tea and lemonade. Like, you drinking the Arnold Palmer. Like, and that's when I'm, I'm trying to get it to where it's not even a separation anymore. It's like, it's like, oh, this is what he does. Fair. And it is always good to hear the take of somebody who's actually, like, out there in the trenches, for lack of a better term. Because I can, I can be like, yo, Top Dollar is far better than Max Caster, but I don't rap. I ain't wrote a song since middle school. So that's not really one of those things that I can be like, yo, I'm going to provide my expertise on this. Because that's, I'm not the one. <laughs> <laughs> yo, but, I mean, if I had to pick between them, I guess I would say Max Caster's like, well, it's probably Top Dollar's better. But I think that they both have a pill. Because I think Max Caster, like, Top Dollar probably couldn't do the TMZ thing. But I think Max Caster's style works with them. So they both have their advantages and they have their positives and negatives. So I'm just like, they confident MCs though. I don't want to sound like I'm not saying they, they definitely know what they're doing. But yeah, I'll probably put better. it top dollar. Yeah, I put it, but we all could always be better. Yeah, in everything, in everything in life, we all could always be better. So yeah, I, as far as, yeah, I think that, but then you got to think about it too. They're wrestlers. It's not like they can focus all the time on rapping either. And to be like, one of them high level MCs, you gotta focus all the time on it. Like so and they got they 
the tension's divided. So I think they're very, very capable in season. And if I had to rank them, it'd be top dollar than Max Caster. Fair. Then I can, PN I can news. Then that. PN news. Then PN news. And, then <laughs> 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 and no, I probably put John Cena over PN news, but. Yeah, John Cena better than PN News. Yo, but the thing is, though, it's wild about John Cena, though. John Cena's been on tracks with murders. Yeah. John Cena yeah. actually has bars. Yeah, John Cena's a, yeah, John Cena's a MC. Like, they let like, the whole, like, <laughs> Vanilla Ice Halloween skit, like, people think it begins and ends there. Nah, this dude was. Nah, you can tell that it was a, yeah, because there's no way that you just, um, you do that and able to quickly gain all of the, the stuff that he had. Like you could tell it had to be prior because once once they gave him the ball with that, he he was able to provide he was able to provide. Like he was able to come through. Like, this is what y'all need. I got it. Yeah, and I mean they believed him enough to try to get Fabulous to come battle against him, so that would have been amazing though. Oh he I heard he turned it down like like last minute too. Yeah. I don't know how that would have went. That probably have been you know WWE production, but <laughs> It'd have been censored and everything, like oh. Yeah, but at the same time though, being in New York, they ain't no way they were gonna boo Fabulous over John Cena. And the thing too is like, see, but that come from the lack of having people in positions to actually that knew about the culture. Because if you're looking for somebody to battle John Cena, it then like I'm sure you could have found somebody that with that, with that kind of background where they would have they wouldn't have been nervous. Fabulous. That's not really fat background for him. So for him to do that, he'd have probably lost. And I'm not sure. Like <laughs> he's like, you don't want to lose. So he probably was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't messing around. But at the same, around that time, the Fight Club was popping. The lyricist lounge. Like if they wanted somebody to come up there to really battle him, they could have did that. Yeah, but could you imagine somebody like Reed Dollars being called up to battle John Cena? <laughs> and how bad that would have been. <laughs> <laughs> That'd have been great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was that was for twenty, right? Yes. Yeah, it's twenty. That's before I started going to shows. I wish, like, and then it's like, like a mania in the garden. I know they probably can't ever do it again, but it would be it would be nice. But then the tickets would probably be like, <laughs> probably wouldn't even be able to afford to go. Like, right? You probably can't even afford to get like a mile within like of the venue at that point. <laughs> Word, because that much is how much they would have to sell to make their money back for writing out Madison Square Garden for WrestleMania. I, we had to sell a lot. Like, the prices be real high. But they could probably get away with, like, if they were this to do that, they'd have That's a lot more happened. seats available because they could get away with doing the minimal set, like the old school, like, oh, yeah, fluorescent yeah, light yeah. set. But what's the most capacity? Less than 20,000, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's less than 20,000. Even if you make this, this like, the, um, the old school setup, it's still probably the, pr- the ticket pricing is gonna have to be insane. Price have to start at five thousand or something like that. Like, <laughs> and then could you imagine the the scalpers? Oh man, like man. <laughs> StubHub is gonna be lit that day. Yeah, yeah. Hey. But then if anybody's gonna be have enough money to pay the scalpers, they probably might as well go through the regular ticket process. Like, right. And worse come to worse, temporarily get a job there just so you can be there. True, true. Word, I didn't even think of that when I was younger. Damn, if I could go back and give myself any advice, it would be that. Like, <laughs> working Madison Square Garden. So, like, damn, I never thought of that. All this, yo, wow. 
I worked so one time I worked at like a restaurant by the Barclays Center. So I got to get like the nice the wrestling crowd was there. I got to be like it was like the greatest nights ever because you see a bunch of wrestling fans coming in. It was a Buffalo Wild Wings, so they'd come in there and get their food and drink before they go to the um, Barclays Center for wrestling. Like the one, it was the WrestleMania leading up to um to thirty when um so it was that it was remember that Barclays Center like right when they, during the Yes Movement it was like a big um it was like one of the, I. I don't know if it was the go home show, but it might it might have been two weeks before that WrestleMania. They came to the Barclays Center. It was like a big. Is when Danny Bryan was at his height. Yes. So the whole bar broke out in the yes chance, and it was yeah. It was, oh man, <laughs> I missed that. That was a great time. Like, <laughs> and see, it's cool when like they. It's still fun to be a fan too, because a lot of people they're out there like they make themselves miserable trying to be a part of the the scene. Yeah, yes. And they don't realize it's supposed to be fun. If you're not having fun, yeah. watch something else. I, Days of yeah, Why, why, why subject on. yourself to it? Yeah, like, why well, subject yourself to something you're not enjoying? <laughs> I never get that. Like, or, like, with just entertainment on demand, and period. You can pretty much, everything, every interest probably got a streaming service at this point. So you can pretty much watch what you like if you don't like wrestling. Right. It's like, this oh, might be the best time. In like twenty years to be a wrestling fan though, because there's something more is. damn near every night. It definitely is, and a ton of different styles. Like, I would have never thought a decade ago that we'd have CM Punk, Sting, and Orange Cassidy on the same show. Yeah, in the same company. Like what? <laughs> and on top of that, I remember not even maybe ten, fifteen years ago. Like, I used to be excited for three hour rolls. Like. Oh, we're gonna be three hours next week because it's more wrestling. Like, oh, we couldn't get enough wrestling. I would even days just no wrestling. I'm going through these DVDs like watching a million times, like <laughs> all of them, <laughs> just because you always like it was always. Yeah, damn, wrestling not on. I let me find something that's even get you to watch it in the CMLL on the Lucha Libre on the um on the Spanish Channel Telemundo. You're not even knowing what they're saying, which is wrestling, right? And then occasionally Fast you can forward. catch him and like see somebody like when Sean Walton was know. there, you'd be like, "Oh yeah, shit, Degeneration Mix." Yeah, <laughs> or Lapaka or something like you know what I mean. Like it's definitely so. And fast forward ten, fifteen years, and I can watch a new piece of like I don't even have to go that hard to watch wrestling all day if I wanted to. I can watch documentaries. I can watch somebody whole career if I wanted to. Like, it's just so much to be grateful for, like, being a fan. Yeah, there's things with the the current product that could be better, but at the end of the day, if you don't like the current product, you don't have to watch the whole episode. You could, you could just like what you, you could watch what you want. Right. I just think that all the grievances all the time, every day, it's a new thing people complain about. It's just like, all right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like... <laughs> All right, man. Like it's like they watch the show to figure out what the people can complain about, so they can complain about it first. That's dead accurate. They're looking for what's they're like. Oh, all right, I know everybody can have a problem with this. Let me rush to tweet this out real quick so I can get the engagement. Saying that's that's a bad way to live. You bring up engagement here. What has been like the biggest tweet you've put out so far? Was it the uh, was it the Jeff Hardy one? That one. And the Kanye West one. The Kanye West one had my phone going off for the whole weekend. I remember I was trying to watch 
I was with my um right when my son was first born. Me, him, me and him and his mother, we was here. We was trying to watch Coming to America too. And I had tweeted this thing about Kanye, look like he about to drop the best album of his life. And I and then all of a sudden, like some famous like makeup artist retweeted it or something. And then she, you know, just engagement, engagement, engagement. I'm like, oh, I had to turn my phone off right now because she get mad because it's interrupting the movie. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know what was going to happen. Like, it was like that the whole weekend. Like, the engagement, like, the notification did start to, like, a Tuesday. The Jeff Hardy one, it's not so bad, though. I like, I, that one feel better because it's, it's something for wrestling. So, a lot of the people that was interacting with it were sharing their wrestling memories. And it, it was, like, it was cool. The, the Kanye West one was more annoying. I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that taught me a valuable lesson. That's why I don't really do that. I'm like, nah, I, I don't want to be in that space. Like, that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's being a person who's worked in the business, I feel like it's really cool that you still allow yourself to be a fan at the end of the day. Yeah. And we can oh, tell yeah. about what you put out. Yeah, you, um, I think that if I didn't have that love for it, still, I wouldn't be able to put out the stuff. I wouldn't be able to do it or put out the stuff because it comes from a place of love. Like, I don't make music from a a place of, well, well it's, some, it's a little bit of having something to prove now. But when I started, it was just for the love of wrestling and feeling like there was a niche that needed to be filled that nobody was doing. And I'm like, who else better than me? Because I always rap. But it's about around 2011, 2012 is when I started adding the wrestling stuff into it. So it was like, I always, I'm like, yeah, it's a niche. And it's something, Axon Bronson is the one, I heard an Axon Bronson song, and the Barry Harwood rap. And that was the, that's that, that awakened something to me. I'm like, yo, what am I doing? Like, instead of shying away from it, I could lean into it all the way. Like, and that's, that's, that started the process. Then it was just learning how to make beats. I had to save all my money up to buy the equipment. So self-taught. And I just started putting music out. <laughs> And it started getting shitted on, like, all out where I live. I live in Farrakway, Queens. I'm, I don't know if you know about New York, but you know, like, like Queens. Queens is, you know, Randy MC, real life from here, LL Cool J, 50 Cent. But Farrakway is, like, a different part. Like, we had stacked bundles, take drugs. I'm not sure if names you remember, yeah. recognize, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Father MC a long time ago. <laughs> so, yeah, we got, there's nobody really, but out here, it's like, they want, they want that gritty. They want the streets. So with me popping up doing what I was doing out here, it was a, like a whole departure to <laughs> the music out here. It's like, oh, yeah, they, they, they can't really rock with it. And in the beginning, it, I let it discourage me until I realized, I'm like, maybe it's just that I'm not getting it to the people that it's for, as opposed to just trying to force a square peg in a round hole. Like, nah, maybe I could just find like-minded people and then understand what I'm doing instead of trying to convince people, like, trying to convert people. Like, nah, these people already love wrestling. They love hip-hop. So they probably went to the same thing. <laughs> like, so, yeah, that's when I, I, I did my Twitter in 2016. I'm sorry it took me so long to figure it out. Like, I should have been doing this. But from 20, but it's been five years. It's been five good years. I, no complaints. I've been able to go out of town and perform. Made it to TNT, met all types of people, all types of cool people. Like, so I, no complaints. I, the next five, though, we want to make it, we want to do better, though. I don't know, though. I mean, you can do better. We can always do better, but the move from the green tape to the Arnold oh. Palmer album, like, 
the growth is very noticeable. The confidence gets more. Like, you seem more confident. Now, the, what do you feel has been your biggest growth from the green tape to the APA? Oh, um, probably production. As far, and also maybe, um, I just like staying, so having a theme and sticking to it. Before, I used to just, I feel like I went, like a song could be all types of, me doing a bunch of stuff, like having a one main thing, but going all over the place. I feel like now my, my, my ideas are more precise. Like, I know when I set out, like, if I'm doing this, this is what I'm doing. And I feel like the production is the key, though, because if the beats did sound better, people wouldn't want to listen to it. Because I feel like a lot of the times, maybe it, the rhymes was on point, but the beat wasn't the right way. So a lot of my, during my break, a lot of the growth was just me working on production, like just working on beats, working on beats. So I think that was the, I think that was the, the thing that stood out because I got a lot of compliments on the production for the APA. So I think that that was the key. Because the rhymes is going to be there. Not saying that I feel like I grew it and grew with that as well. But the growth for the production was a lot more vast than for the for the rhymes, in my opinion. One of the things that it, it, it pops up a lot with your music is Jim Johnson. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm still trying to get his attention. Like, but it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a scary thing because it's like, all right. A lot of my work come from his work. So it's like, if I get his attention, is that the end of this chapter of my career? Because <laughs> like, that could pretty much be the end of the chapter. Like, he's like, this just sounds familiar. And, you know, so it's a risk that I'm willing to take, though. Because what they say, better off asking for forgiveness than permission, right? Right. So, yeah. Uh, so I'm pursuing getting his attention, but not as hard as I could be. But I know at some point I just gotta just gotta swallow it and be like, all right, Jim, hey guy, <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> like I wouldn't even know. Like it'll be between him, Edge, and Bret Hart. Like the, or Ric Flair. I met Ric Flair once though, and that was like, yeah, I still still haven't fully recovered. But yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> those like those three though, Bret Edge, and um. Well, Edge Johnson, did acknowledge you though. Yeah, I know, I know. First time, first time. I still, so, I, <laughs> I still like to think about it yet. Like, yeah, it happened. It did. And a lot of people um was under it too. I said, oh, but yeah, that's that, that's my guy, man. That song meant a lot to me, so it, it felt good to see him acknowledge it. And it's like it's it's a lot of stuff in there about him. So if he actually listened, he probably was impressed. Like, oh. This guy know what he's talking about. <laughs> like, I took the I took the Sexton Hardcastle line out though. I I didn't think it fit. I didn't think it fit. I'm like, nah, I gotta take this Hardcastle stuff out. Hey, people don't know it's like that's too that's too obscure. I don't know when you do the re-release or deluxe edition or whatever you're gonna call it. Are you gonna throw that line back in? Nah, cause it's not gonna. It's gonna be all new songs. Ah. So it's gonna be so it's gonna be cup three. Like it's like the refill, but you know it's cup one, cup two. It's gonna be the third cup. Same amount of songs, just instead of I just wanted to break it up a little bit, cause I, cause then I would have had to choose through everything, and and choosing the thirteen that I did was hard, cause I had to cut off a couple good features that I got, but and then I when I had the idea for the next one, I needed something, I needed some songs that would be strong enough to carry a whole disc, so I'm like, alright, I'll just move those over. Is 
the track that you just put out the teaser for, is that gonna be on Cup Three? Oh no, that's on um that's that's the what's the name? That's at the end of um that's the that's the last song. Um, oh shit, that's, that's the freestyle. Yeah, I just I just chopped it up a little bit because <laughs> I'm trying not to, I've been trying to leave the songs for the album on there for the people that took the time to actually listen. But I know at some point I'm gonna probably start you know do my little videos for each one individually. But I just wanted to give the people that actually listen to the album something to hold on. You know I mean, before I start pushing everything. And I was trying to see maybe somebody else might like something and push it or something like that. So I was just waiting to see. But I, I'm pretty good, pretty sure I'm going to do a video for everything. So, like a real video. So I'm just waiting. You know, Race One did drop this month. So then next month I'll drop again, then December. So I'm just, you know, trying to keep everything more consistent. I think my biggest flaw was the fact that I'm not as consistent as I could be. So I'm working on it. Make sure I got enough enough content. I was surprised you went for like a, um, a single type release for a lot of them because like when Ray Ray dropped, like that got played a lot because <laughs> yeah, that particular yeah, Ray theme Ray was pivotal Ray 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 Mysterio. I think that came off of the Messiah because like so Messiah Complex that I think the the shock of me actually releasing something again <laughs> it was like holy shit he, he makes music still like. So I think that Ray Ray benefited a lot from that. And that was around the wrestling bios that started the wrestling bios connection happened too. So I think those those two things helped Ray Ray do a lot better. Because it was the, the attention from the first um, wrestling bios song. That was the nation. When the nation dropped, that that introduced me to a whole bunch of people that, that never heard me before too. So it was just like connections that you know I mean a lot of this stuff just come from me being out here. So for like nobody could like, I like the position that I'm in where I could just be like, I did this. Like, I did this. My hard work did this. Nobody could say that they did anything, really, like, except for support it. And that's that's what's up. That's what that's what people do. You support stuff you believe in. So if you believe in me and you support me, I appreciate you. But we made this happen. Like, <laughs> that's why when they look and they see that I got, oh, all right, he got people who talk to him and all that, that all helps. So I'm just grateful for like I always say, I love Twitter, man. Like, cause that's what that's what showed me that I had a, that gave me, showed me I had a place for my art. Like, cause I didn't, I thought I was lost. Like, you know, what I'm doing with this, nobody cared. Yeah, well, now more people care than they used to. So, it's, every day somebody else cared, that's a win. Right. Now, when I initially got the album, I messaged you as I was listening to it, and. <laughs> Going back over the album, Mama Love the Undertaker is a standout track because it has a different vibe than everything else that you put out. And I know that you had your concerns about uh, whether or not people would be very receptive to it. But how do you yeah, feel knowing that you finally put that piece out as a tribute? It felt good to know that Like the only thing I heard about it was like people wasn't wasn't sure what it was so when they first listened to it like people close to me they was kind of it kind of it kind of got to them you know what i mean because they didn't expect it so i'm like what did you expect from the title though <laughs> like what you just, like i probably tried to make it as clear as i could but it felt good to open like open up like that to like we was talking about the supporters because a lot of people they just know me for like what they know me for, which is you know me being on like rapping and stuff. But there's a whole like other side of like the man behind the stuff, and I think it might have been some people that would be interested in 
ain't known about that. And also, there's people that have lost that. Maybe view wrestling the same way I do, or view certain wrestlers how I view them. Because we all have had relatives that passed, that we used to watch it with, or we enjoyed things with, and those things still remind them of us. So I kind of was for them too. I just wanted it was, and it's healthy for me to finally actually have a song I could listen to. And I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? It's, it's coming out, and it's for her, and it, it feels, yeah, so I'm glad I finally got to do it. Yeah, my little man going crazy right there. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, get your pacifier. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad I got to do it. I might even, I'm probably going to get a little bit more emotional and stuff going forward, too, just to, just to, just to open up that side of myself right. to the public. Because I even said that was, you were almost, like, budden-esque with your, like, vulnerability <laughs> in it. Yeah, it was it was a hard one. That was like my third time recording that song. I record I got two different versions. And then it's like the first time, like the gravity of it was like, wow, this is really I'm really doing this. So halfway through the performance, like you could just hear my vocals change and I'm like, Oh no, nah, I don't like this one. So then I went back the second time and I didn't the whole time I was just like samba. I'm like, nah, I gotta find a way to <laughs> So the third time was the right one. I'm like, All right. Because, of course, it's going to be that, but it got to be, it still got to be me. And the other ones just sound like I was sad and all of that. I'm like, I don't want to be all the way sad. <laughs> now, the project is out, and it's had time to marinate. What, if you were going to let somebody hear you for the first time, which track would you choose to let people hear to show them the scope of what you do? Oh, oh, damn. So, that's, um... Woo! I guess it would have to be. It's not. It's whoa. It wouldn't be Mama Love the Undertaker because you know that's that's different. I, so my favorite song on the album is Chuck and Billy, but I don't think that that's a song that it should be either. I guess I would say Rafe Wonder just because it's like an introduction or it's like a, all right, this is this is the story to up to this point. So yeah, I would say Rafe Wonder of the World because it explains the. The backstory, like why I do what I do, yeah, uh, yeah. Rafe one is probably one, and I, I feel like it's like balls on there, and that would be a song that would have to have a lot of balls if we trying to tell people what I'm doing. So yeah, I would say that one. It's a fair choice. I was still surprised when I listened to Crack 'Em in the Mouth and heard the um, God, I can't remember the name of the team right now. It's not the throwback. Um, um, all about cool. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I was working on that song for so many years, man. <laughs> like that beat in particular. Like when I first did it, I sampled the wrong. I sampled the um. If you want to be cool, have as cool as me. Like I, <laughs> I built the beat around the wrong part. So this time, like when I went to do it again, I'm like, all right. I learned. I had all the lessons from the past. Like, all right, don't do it that way. And I just linked into. I wanted to lean into the, the the feel, like the doo-wop feel of it. And I feel like I kind of did that. And just like the terminology I was trying to use and all of the, the grease of language. <laughs> <laughs> the video for that one's going to be crazy because we already got the treatment up. we we'll probably shoot that next month. I'm trying to think about how visually that would go off. And like my first thing was, yo, he's probably going to go to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> so... I give you a hint, like, it's not, it's, so if you ever seen Deuce and Domino vignettes, just think about, this, this, it's gonna be along the lines of one of those, like, 
So I'm going, I'm going all the way out. Like you see with the videos, normally I try to, or well, the Ray Ray video, I try to, I'm like, I try to encompass what I'm doing. So yeah, I'm going all the way out for the crack in the mouth video. I already got my train track scouted and everything. We 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 got this. <laughs> we got this. Now, are your videos typically like you come up with the treatment and you direct yeah, and you just all, have somebody film? The whole, the whole treatment. Like so like when I'm so a lot of times when I'm doing the songs, so a few months back when people was amazed, I'm like, Yeah, I, I write the songs while I'm making a beat and they're like, You don't wait till you finish? I'm like, nah I'm, so while I'm writing the song and I'm making the beat, I'm thinking about the video. I'm like, all right, this part here, like the Ray Ray video, that was a, I had that treatment in my head before the song was even finished. I'm like, all right, I know where I want to go. I know how I want to do it. The Joker step, the Joker steps thing came in the day of shooting when I realized how close we was. I'm like, nah, we need to go over there. And luckily I worked with somebody, shout out to my man Shane, like he listened to it, like, we know each other. We grew up. We didn't grow up together, but we worked with each other like ten years ago. He's younger than me, so like even back then, I was in the music. He would come to my studio. I had a studio in my house, so we already we already had a connection from then. So now that he does videos, we we working off of that previous connection where he doesn't really have an ego involved with. So like some directors, they would be probably taken aback that somebody coming to them with a treatment. <laughs> like he's like, well, he likes it because he's like, oh. I don't never have to worry about what you want. You let me know. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we got the treatment set up. Uh, I sit there and I, and of course, I give them the creative liberty. Like, after you get the footage, put it together. I don't need to do none of that. Like, as long as you got the direction, however you put it together, if I don't like the cut, then we'll go back and we'll work on it. But other than that, after that, all the effects and all that stuff, that's him. I don't care about none of that stuff. The visuals is the things that I see in my head. I try to get so everybody else can see it. That's dope too, cause the um, the beat thing is very reminiscent of the stories that I heard about Jay Dilla starting a beat, and then Slum Village rapping over it before it even had drums on it. <laughs> yeah, those came later. So it's very reminiscent of that. Yeah, it's crazy, cause it's just me though. Like, you know what I mean, like, like you know, Dilla was Dilla. Dilla was doing the beat, and then them Slim Village dudes was like rappers. It's like me, like <laughs> so in my You're doing head. both. Like, yeah, the process, like when there's people that haven't seen me working, they like, yo, this shit is insane. Cause like I'm, so I have, I have it. Maybe I'll have a match on. Most likely I have a match on the same, or I just put on a, a mania or an old pay per view, just let it run while in the background. So then when I do look up and need something, I'm looking at somebody taking a power slam, saying, you know what I mean, like. Or somebody cutting the promo, or just trying to get engulfed in it. Or maybe I have a documentary on the set. Just something to learn while I'm doing what I'm doing, or just still studying, studying. Cause there's so much knowledge out there that's at our hands, like for us to, to engulf. Like I'm just, I just want it all, man. I just try to learn everything. <laughs> <laughs> Earlier we did mention you and um Ruckus and getting on with. AEW to an extent. How did that come about? Twitter, man. See, this is why I love it so much. Like, I had, so after Messiah Complex had came out, um, Eddie Kingston had retweeted it. And from there, I think Ruckus followed me. So, you know, I, um, once I once he followed me, I followed him back. I realized who he was. Matter of fact, I'm lying. I followed him already. So when I seen him follow me back, Said like he was talking to somebody, and you know he's real interactive with his fans or with supporters. So I seen him 
talking about something, and I'm like, yo, if you need, anytime you need anything, I'm ready. And he was like, all right, I'll get back to you. And I think the thing that he liked is I never hit him up again. He told me to get back to me, and I'm like, all right, I'm not going to, I'm not messing that up. Like, I'm good, I'm good with that. Somebody tell me something, but then that's the thing. Like, when you tell, like, when I say something to somebody, or somebody tell me that, I take that as what it is. And sometimes I get, that, that hurts me, because people don't always do what they say they're going to do. Right? <laughs> like, so, but this is one time where it worked out. And I, he told me he was going to get back to me, and he hit me up in, so that was like the end of September. He hit me up in the middle of November with, uh, um, it's a version of the Jungle Boy song we did. The same, the same, the same, um, the, the same one it is now, but there was a part, like, it was a rock version. And it was a part for me to rap, like, it was an empty, it was empty space for a verse, so I put two verses on it, but then he said Tony Khan wanted to go with the original. So they wanted up going with that one. But right after that, he hit me with the top flight joint. <laughs> He's like, yo, here. He's like, don't say nothing. So I ain't say that. I, I cooked it up. He said to me on a Saturday. I sent it back to him on that Monday. Like, I'm not playing. Like, <laughs> I ain't want to lose my opportunity. Like, nah, I got to get this right back to it. <laughs> sent it right back that Monday. Wrote it real quick over the weekend. I was at work when I got the file. So I was like, all right. Wrote it while I was at work. Memorized it sent it off and then so it, we was at this it was the first um it was that AEW show in December when I was like right after the after basketball <laughs> and it happened I'm like oh I didn't know it was really time man cause I'm like you know I don't know how long the process takes so I knew the song was done and I knew it got approved but I didn't know if they was gonna use it when they used it and they wanted up using it and it was kinda yeah, it's still surreal to me like when I when I when I watch it and it's me, I'm like, oh. The only thing though is he didn't wrestle in New York, so I didn't get to hear it. I didn't get to hear it live. I was hurt. I'm like, damn. <laughs> I stayed through the whole taping too. I'm like, hopefully he come out that dark or something, <laughs> like on Rampage, but nah, not that week. And that whole track has like a different vibe for you because you a lot of your stuff is like real gritty New York, and this was almost like. A southern style beat. It kind of had like yeah, I, little John vibes to it. Uh huh. So when so when I envisioned that I would do a, a theme for somebody, I thought it would be like an Eddie Kingston type or like a a bruiser or something. So when he sent it to me, I I took it as he was challenging me. Like, hey, take this, see what you could do with this, because I know you could do the other stuff. So I took it as a challenge and I tried to I tried to meet it, tried to live up to it. And overall, the feedback has been pretty good on it to you. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, a lot of a lot of these accounts they they posted this song on YouTube. So every once in a while, I check them to see what they're saying. Yeah, it's pretty been pretty good. And a lot of the, um, so from my neighborhood, it was cool because a lot of the people that same people that was laughing at me, they seen that I posted that I was on TV, and it was like you get a lot of the like congratulations and all that. But those was hollow. Like I ain't want that. Like, it was for the people that really believe. I was so yeah, I kinda it was a it was a nice moment for me and the people that, that been believing in what I've been saying I was doing for a long time. Cause back in the days, like wrestling always been a part of my life. So we used to always like the songs. I'm like, yo, one day, because I always rap, but I'm like, yo, so even back then, I'm like, one day I'm gonna get a song on there, one day, one day. Never knowing that my career would take me like where it actually did to where this is like what I do, 
I just thought I was going to be a rapper that loved wrestling. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, nah, I'm making it so it's possible to be a rapper that loves wrestling but raps about it in a, in a way that's viable. Which is always a plus. You're never letting those skills go to waste. Yeah, man. Honing them for a long time, man. <laughs> it better pay off, man. And I mean, you recently started making posts saying that you are available to do essentially custom records. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping people take advantage. Out, start. Uh, yeah, I got a couple people. Um, So shout out to my man Nerdy. I, I made a beat for him. And hopefully we should hear that song soon. I, I actually did that. I sent it out to him this week, and I'm working on with this. I'm working with a couple independent wrestlers as well. I'm that, like so. The process is, you um reach out to me, you tell me what you want, and I build it from scratch. Like we could do either however you want to do it. I can build it, or we can sample something. Like, however the person decides they want the song to sound, that's how we can build it. And then they have the option if they want me to rap on it, or if we just want an instrumental. So it's I'm trying to trying to branch out and just do more stuff to give back to wrestling i don't want to feel like i'm just using the inspiration and not not giving anything to it so i want to try to do my part in, get, in helping it that's why i like you know what i mean I, that's mainly all i tweet about like just trying to keep it going because this is this is what we all love and we don't want to just take take i want to give too Dude, that's that's a really good mindset to have because getting started it probably you probably didn't have a person like you there to reach out to outside of maybe Rand. Rand and Rand happened early on. Like, so Rand reached out early on. So I was lucky, luckily, I, but then it was a thing where I didn't want to seem like I was just using them. So for a good two, three years of our relationship, I wouldn't reach out for no help. Like I wouldn't ask for nothing, no advice, nothing. I didn't want it to seem like I was trying to use them. So when we, like, he start to realize, like, we see each other everywhere. We actually, and then it start, we start building a relationship. Then it start being a little, where we start picking each other brains about stuff. Like, so, yeah, but it, it wasn't having him there, knowing I always had him there. If I needed him, was cool, but I never tried to, try to take advantage of it. Like, use him or, or do more, take, like I said, more take and take. And I don't always want to just take. It's enough of that. Like, <laughs> it's always take, take, take. I don't always want to take. On the so. non-wrestling related tip, who musically are you enjoying these days? Nowadays, Westside, Bobby James is my guy right now. Though I'm really, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Bobby. I like Rock Marciano. Um, as far as album, still listening to Donda. I'm listening to that not like Live '95. That's the one Mega just dropped. Um, also. I still like um, King's Disease Part 2 from Nas. Nas and I listen to a lot of... He released huh? two of the, like, back-to-back, he released two borderline <laughs> classics. Yo, um, that Hit Boy production, like, when I first heard of the partnership, it was a little weird to me, but nah, it works. It works. It definitely works. Like, I just didn't know how it would, how it would go across, because, you know, Nas, like, biggest, you know, people say his biggest weakness is his beats. Yeah. Well, his beat selection prior, but now they they can't really say that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I hundred percent yeah, agree and with and you I there. To a, I've been listening to a lot of like, um, Kenny Loggins and Michael McDonald and stuff like that too lately. Cause I'm, you know, just the in my musical journey. Like as far as my production, I'm learning more about 
like chord structure and all of that stuff. So I feel like those are good, good, good things to listen to as well. Like, so I'm getting starting about to start incorporating a little bit of those elements into my music as well. Yeah, I, the Kitty Loggins thing is funny because I remember when you were um, <laughs> "What a Fool Believes," you found that Aretha yeah. Franklin version. <laughs> yeah, that one. So, so after because that song is like one of my favorite songs. So I was like, I'm like, I was listening to live performances of it, and then I'm like, yo, maybe let me see if somebody else made a version. So I just put in "What a Fool Believes" and. Just kept scrolling down, and I seen Aretha Franklin. I'm like, whoa. The Aretha Franklin one is good. Then I seen the Kenny Loggins one. I'm like, hold on. Let me see what this is about. But nah. That, and the funny thing is, he did the song first. Like, it's his song. Well, they wrote it together. And Kenny Loggins performed it first. And then the Doobie Brothers did it. And they they, they perfected it, I would like to say. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then that, so after that, I'm like, nah, I know Kenny Loggins is good. So it started me listening to more of his music. And then I actually started enjoying it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so it's funny you brought that up because that was the that was the genesis of this whole Kenny Loggins thing. Because like. <laughs> I'm like, yo, I know that he's respected as a musician, but I really don't like this song. So I need to listen to more of his music to see, what I'll, see if he has stuff that I like. And he does. And look, expanding your horizons, as you said, you're uh-huh. trying to, you know, build upon what you've already done and listening to other artists is the best way to do that yeah yeah like the funny my, how my biggest influences is like not rappers but <laughs> like i got of course i got rappers that i love it but like my biggest influences is like other stuff just people that's like masters of their craft and at the same time like when it comes to performances like if you go see a rapper live it's a completely different experience than seeing, like, an R&B singer or even, like, a band live. So that's one of those things that could end up, like, in the long run. When you get back on stage, have a better stage presence instead of uh-huh. walking from one uh-huh. end of the stage with your verse. Yeah, so this is, you know, I can't wait. Like, I've been so eager to perform. Like, I had, we was doing something in Brooklyn for the AEW show, but, like, it was with Max Casper. And then um, that's that controversy happened right around when you're supposed to start promoting it. So I kind of was like, nah, I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> like, it blew over. But just at the time, it was kind of, it wasn't the right time to be trying to promote a show with him. And he just getting canceled, basically canceled for a little while. I'm like, nah, <laughs> I probably should. Because I'm not even nowhere yet. I can't get canceled before I get to it. Right. And you're trying to cancel me by association. So I was like, nah, I just got to kind of, I got to kind of let this one pass. But we had the whole presentation up. We was, um, we was ready to go. And it's just like, like we was about to start rolling out the advertising and all that. And it just didn't work out. But hopefully I get to do something in the future. As a, as a person who has taken the stage, this is going to be like kind of a weird question. Because I know how big of a deal they're performing at BB King's used to be, but now they're Man. closed. Like, what's Man. what's like the big venue now to like try to perform at? Or is it like um, the highlight? Can you tell me? Because I don't know. Like, I'm <laughs> trying to find out myself. Like, so I like there's there's little spots in Brooklyn, but um definitely BB King's was the like was one of my one of my goals because 
if you you already, like just the fact that you know that just gives you mad points. Like yeah, like give me two. Just going in and seeing a bunch of people is like damn. But I guess um they got a venue that in the city, Sony Music Hall, where um Westside Gun and a lot of them go. So I guess maybe that like I could I could probably strive to do that. Like maybe book that one day. Cause they do um they had a they had a Wale Mania there as well, so it's it's a venue that people familiar with. So I guess that could be the one we talking about Sony Music Hall. That's what's up. Cause I remember yeah. like going like when I used to travel a whole hell of a lot more. I'd seen Joe Budden a few times at BB King. Oh nice. And I'd seen the Roots when they did their residency at the Highline a few times. Oh wow. But like, I know BB King was kind of like that almost not quite underground that like on the bubble like hip-hop venue where like that's how you know you really made it is once you get on yeah, stage and, if you buzzing in new york like that would be a, that would be a, um a marker to let you know if you're buzzing in new york or not getting that bbq's like and getting a nice turnout at bbq's because booking it is one thing but if nobody comes it don't matter <laughs> <laughs> Now, are you planning on getting back to um, performing live in the new year? Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. Um, so Mania is definitely in the works and discussion as far as like attending it is definitely definite. But um, yeah, I'm trying to put something together. But I also know a lot of people are gonna be doing that, so it's yeah, it's gonna be and it's it's a more spread out area because like the last the last one I was at that we did something was Orlando, and everything was pretty much not too far away from each other, so we was able to get a lot of the crowds coming out of the Hall of Fame and everything for the night of the show. So it'll try to be something like that where you're not too far out of the area. But it's, it's going to be like the Mania weekend and the week is a lot more competitive than it used to be as far as like, because independent wrestling is kind of like, it shows all night most of the time now. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be hard fighting for that audience, but if we got enough and we give them something that they want. We'll be able to call, we'll be able to get enough people to come out. So it's just working on putting that together now. But yeah, that's that's definitely probably in the new year. Um, I'm definitely looking for the Mania show and maybe put together a little tour as well too. But we've been I've been discussing with a couple of people. So yeah, I'm trying to trying to touch touch America, man. <laughs> see some people, see some people in person. Yeah, you know I mean, come to your town. <laughs> <laughs> Now, music-wise as well, you have Cup 3 coming up. Do you have anything else you are able to discuss that you're working on music-wise right now? Um, So, I got a friend, my man Snacks. We, we, got, a, we got a tape coming out. Um, I don't really, like, so it's going to be with more, like, I don't, like, I'm not sure who's going to be listening. And I'll be, uh, but, so we gonna be work, I'm going to be working with more live musicians coming up. Like, I'm got some... Got some things happening where I'm working with trying to blend the genres a bit, like even more than what I'm doing. So, yeah, next year is, is a lot of things coming. Think a little Limp Bizkit ish, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we got some things coming, man. Like, because I'm like, all right, I'm leaning into the, the rap part, but there's wrestling fans that enjoy my stuff. That maybe wrestling is not, I mean, rap is not their first, their, their genre of choice necessarily. So, you know. I'm going to try to stand out a little bit for them, too. Now, a left field inquiry. Any chance of a WMAC Masters tape? Whew. 
<laughs> so, so when I had the idea for the pie, right, which is still in the works, I actually got some some guy that's he's doing a documentary on it, and he had seen like I don't know something that had mentioned it, and I guess he had searched everybody that mentioned it on Twitter. And I wound up getting the, like we wound up getting in contact with each other, but he's like doing a documentary on it. So when the pod comes, this year is gonna start being some music based around that too. Yo, you be paying attention, man. I appreciate you. <laughs> Look, one of the one of the things that made me want to bring you on here was the fact that a, I think your work is dope, and two, thank you. You're a nerd, like a lot of us, yeah, and yeah. like full and full on nerd. Definitely. And that's most Pokemon, of my demographic. All that. I like I like soap. I like all like I like the weirdest shit. But yes. And I'm yeah. If I could rap about it all I would. I probably will at some point. Like, <laughs> like when that's that's what I was talking to Mega, like, yo, like you you and um Front a lot and a bunch of the ner- early nerdcore rappers, like I wouldn't classify my music as nerdcore so much, but it's definitely an extension. Because nerdcore is you rapping about your interests, whatever it is. So we all have that principle in us whenever you do something that's off the off the beaten path. So yeah, all of those are like my ancestors. Frontalot, Schaefer, all of them, um, Log, those are all like ancestors. I hadn't heard Frontalot mentioned in a minute. Frontalot, he on tour with Mega Rant right now. It, you know, but the um Shit, what is it? Uh, Four Odd Horsemen. Yeah, Four Odd Horsemen, which is a dope ass <laughs> name, right? Made me wish I wore glasses, man. <laughs> now, it, fuck around doing the future, right? So, cause I don't wish that on myself, right? <laughs> I mean, worst case scenario, get you some with some plastic lenses. Yeah, Do the Clark yeah, Kent thing. Yeah. I gotta find a wrestler that wear glasses, and I can make it work. Somebody that wear glasses to their... Oh, I could do like a Mr. Hughes track or something like that. Shit, there you go. <laughs> oh, shit. Watch Hustle and Flow make a Mr. Hughes track now. Fuck, man. <laughs> Wrestling. <laughs> Damn. My ideas. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't know, though. I, I, that that could be kind of fire, though. Nah, Mr. Hughes, word. You, see, I wish I would have said it out loud. Damn. <laughs> but what we can do, we can beep that out. Nah, nah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Because I challenge somebody. Because uh, then we can put our songs against each other. Like, that's what, it, that's what I felt like was I feel like is missing from this. The competitiveness. Everybody want to be friendly. Like, it's a time and a place for that friendship shit. Like, everybody in this genre is just holding hands. They all want to be, like, pals. I want to take y'all heads off. Straight up. Like, I don't want to be... Like, yeah, we could all be cool camaraderie outside of the ring or whatever outside of the arena, but, like, in here, why are we not all trying to be the best? Or maybe it's the avoidance so they can't be seen as less than the best. Nah, you gotta, you gotta come with it. You gotta, that gotta be a part of the, like, when you, when you try to be the best, the risk and the, the, um, chance that you're not is always gonna be present. Like, you just wanna be one of the guys, but I don't want to be one of the guys. I want to be the guy. Like, <laughs> like I don't under, I can't get, I can't wrap my head around that mentality. Like, we all just, yeah, we can all eat. I'm not trying to take nothing off nobody's table. I'm not trying to do none of that. But I also want you, like, 
I wanted to be clear, like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be the best. Like, I don't want to just be here just to be here. I want to be the guy that they see that's like, yeah, that's him. And I shouldn't be, like, we can compete and not be, like, it don't have to be animosity. Like, I don't, it don't have to be animus in there. It could just be the, the love of competition. But I don't know, man. These dudes is different. I mean, you, you keep going and you keep delivering the smoke. You're going to get a response. Yeah, And I yeah. look forward to that day because, like you said, you're looking for competition. Yeah, I want to compete. I'm here to compete. We we rap about wrestling and we're not going to compete. That don't make sense to me. We rap about wrestling and we're going to be friends. We all want to be friends. Like, what? We rapping about a, a, a sport that's people competing. Like, yeah, there's tag teams, but everybody's not friends. I don't get it, man. Like, this is a competitive sport by nature. And everybody all want to build houses together. Like, I'm trying to tear this shit down. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, I don't know, man. I, I don't, I, like, yeah, I got people that I rock with. Like I said, I'm never going to try to take nothing off nobody's table. I'm not trying to diminish nobody's contributions or nothing. But I want to be the best. And everybody should want to be the best. And if I bring that spirit to this, then that's, I'm, I'm happy. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, how much time do we all have? It's going to be younger people coming. It's going to be better than us. And all this, and they're gonna be better at all of this than us. So while we here, we need to push it as far as we can. Which is and very all true. And all that handshaking, hand holding is not gonna push it, cause then you get scared to criticize each other and all of that. Like then you get people putting out trash shit, like cause nobody's, everybody's scared to tell each other when they need to improve on something. Like it shouldn't be so sensitive when you dealing with like if you dealing with people you consider brothers and all of that. It should be brothers don't always get along all the time. Like, let's go. <laughs> we trying to be the best at the same thing. It's going to be there. It should be there. If it's not there, it's something wrong. And don't, And if you feel that way and you're being sneaky about it, that's worse. Like, I'm upfront with the fact that I'm trying to take your head off if I'm on the song with you. Like, everybody on the song with me know I'm trying to take their head off. If we on the song together, we, we competing for the best verse. That's how I see it. Like, I'm trying to have the best verse on every song I'm on. Which is the mentality to have, because... At the and end of the day, somehow, you'll know if that you makes, slow down. Somehow, and because everybody's so friendly and political, it make me seem like I'm extra aggressive. No, I'm just a rapper. Like, <laughs> like I don't, I don't know where they lose the fact that we rappers at the end of the day. I guess other interests got people feeling like they more than what we are, but at the end of the day, I'm a rapper. I'm an MC. I want to be the best MC. Not just wrestling. I want to be the best MC, period. But I got to conquer my shit first. So I'm going to try to conquer mine. Then I'm going to go. You know what I mean? Like, I got the, like, it's not like I'm being, there's a whole world out there. I understand. But you got to conquer home. I'm trying to conquer home. And at the rate you're going, you'll have that crown sooner rather than later. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> they're going to they give it over nicely or it's going to take it. Because like, all of this, like, so, and this is no different than my, my, my demeanor is no different than it's always been. Like, I've always wanted to be the best. And I've always said I was the best. And I'm always saying I'm the best. And that's just how it is. Like, because everybody, everybody, when you get into these discussions, everybody has shit they could point to that might be better than other people. But I got shit too. So I'm not like, you know what I mean? So what's up? Let's leave it to the skill. We bring it to the skills. It's a whole, like, this is what I wanted to boil it down to. What can you do with your pen? Your, you know what I mean? What can you do? 
Everybody want to talk about the friends they made and all the connections, and I don't care about none of that. What can you make? Can you make me? Can you make a fire verse? Can you give me something fire? Can, can you compete in this competition of trying to be the best? I need a cipher between like all the wrestle rap dudes now. That shit would be amazing, and it was supposed to happen, but you know, plans fall through. People like shit in theory, but then when it comes time to actually having to step up to the plate, it's a different. It's a different thing, like. Cause then you can't all the all the words don't matter if you're not if you're not rapping them. All that shit you're talking is fine, but when it comes time to performing and something like that, it's a different ball game. Like <laughs> it's a different ball game. Cause there's no you can't you can't gimmick that. You gotta really be about it. Like I have my history is documented. I'm in ciphers with unicorn horns on my hood. Like I'm I've done this like. In ciphers with bow leave hoodies, like I'm, I'm out here doing what I believe in, like, cause this is what I do, like, I'm an MC first, and I don't, these dudes want to be everything but MCs, so leave it to me then, <laughs> fine, <laughs> like, like, you want to be moguls and podcast hosts and all of that shit, I'm an MC, straight up, I rap, I produce too, but I'm an MC at, at my core, and I want to be the best. If I was an R&B singer, I would want to be the best at that. Like, like Bret Hart is my to be the best, best there is, the best there was, the best ever will be. Like, that, come on, that's who I looked up to growing up. Like, that sets you, that set in particularly high standards for yourself, right? Like, if the person you looking up to talking about they want to be the best there is, the best there was, the best ever will be, you gonna want to be the same. Like, right. Like, you know what? I want to be the best in whatever I'm doing, and. A lot of those principles stuck with me my whole life. And if you aren't so feeling that I way, do, I be... you can't expect anybody else to feel that way. True, true. But they can't expect me to be, like, super friendly and all that either. Like, nah. <laughs> 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 like, yeah, I'll show love. Like, people who I respect, yeah, you get all, like, I don't respect you. I don't really got much. Like, if I don't respect you, you don't really got much to say. I don't, like, once I lose my respect for you, that's it. Like, you just, you're just a person. You, and you get, <laughs> you on, like, you on the tracks. When you got retrained, you still on the train. Like, when you got respect, you on the train. The minute I lose respect for you, you on the tracks. It, it definitely has old school, like, Ring of Honor vibes with the whole, once the match is over, y'all shake hands and be on your way. Yeah, yeah. Let's get to it. Ain't none of us in a position we want to be in. We all trying to get somewhere. We can all push each other to get what we want to do. Because iron chopper's iron. But, like, I realize, once I realized that you can't, like you said, you can't force people to think that way. And I understand that my mentality is a bit different. So, I'm going to just get with a bunch of like-minded people. <laughs> <laughs> do it that way. Because you're once enough people hear you say, and they hear that you believe in you, they'll start believing in you, too. Yeah, that's all it takes. That's why I had tweeted it out, man. I think I'm thinking I might start putting together a little stable, man. Yeah, but I, it's gonna take. I don't know. It's not gonna. I can't just. I'm not willing to just do it. But it, it got to be like real people that believe like how I believe in this. What we doing? And you know, like one that is hungry like this, like. But that's that's playing his way down the lines. You got me into that that mode. It's kind of like promo mode. <laughs> <laughs> I caught my, I was listening to myself after a while. I'm like, oh shit, I'm in promo mode right now. But that's that's gonna make yeah. some nice sound bites though. Yeah, but it's real, man. Like this is a competition, man. Like I don't 
Yeah, I got my people I respect, yes. But Mega tell you he knows we doing the song together, I'm coming for that. And he I know he's coming for that. It, it's a, without even being spoken. We don't never have to say it. And then at the, at the end when we listen, we'll we'll give out like, damn, you got me or damn I got you got me, like however it is. But that's the respect. But that's a relation that's that's a relationship built off of respect from the beginning though. So it ain't like I don't know. I thought that, you know what I mean? I'm here. I'm here for the crown, man. I want the title. <laughs> <laughs> I want the title. I'm not rapping for what I'm just trying to be. No, not participation. I want the title. You're trying to be the face of Russell Rap. Yeah, but I don't call it that because they, they, they you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't make Russell Rap. That's, that's a whole brand that have they biases and stuff like that. So, I do arm bars. I don't know what the genre gonna be called, but I spit arm bars. Russell like, Rap. Oh. <laughs> ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too. See, that's too um. That's too self-centered, <laughs> man. I don't want it to be about me. Like they like yo. Somebody was like, you should make a WrestleMania album. I'm like no, <laughs> no, it's not about no. It's about us. But yeah, I want to be somewhere in the discussion of one of the people that helped make it happen. But it's still about us. Like. <laughs> The WrestleMania is too like me centric. <laughs> the Dungeon of Boom Bap though, that's the place that's happening. Like I'm about to start rolling out the content. So after I created the name, I'm just gonna start rolling out content for it starting at the beginning of the next month. You know, since it's Dungeon of Doom, I was gonna do something for Halloween. Dungeon of Boom Bap and shit, and start rolling out weekly content highlighting hip hop um, artists of all genres that make that make wrestling related content and then start hollering them on that page just to see, like just because i feel like there's no place for that they're supposed to be and there's one in practice in principle there's a place but they don't i don't feel like they do th- they do that so i want to have a place that's going to do that and hopefully it get it to a point where i don't have to be the one running it i give it to somebody else and let them do it but i'm gonna definitely get it off the ground and establish wh- how i want it to be for to highlight people that don't need to highlight them. Like, you, they, they only celebrate celebrities. Like, celebrities don't need it. When you do that, you're just trying to get their attention so they, they help your product. Right. But if you care about the culture, you should be looking at everybody, not just the people that's famous. But you're about to, hopefully, the Dungeon of Boom Bap is going to end up putting a lot of people on. Yeah, I'm going to do everything in my power. Like, it don't even got to be me, like. Just to see it happen is like, but it's not gonna happen if people in positions to make it happen not gonna try. Like they waiting for you to already pop to come show you love. Like, but if you supposed to be the authority on things that are hip hop and wrestling, you should be looking out for the people before they pop, right? Not just the people that's already established. You should be looking for the people that you can help bring up, right? Because this is what you care about, not just yourself, right? Unless I just got it, I just misinterpreting things wrong. Like, but I feel like. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, if I'm the, if I'm, if I'm into tennis, I'm a tennis instructor, and I'm, I got the best tennis school. Like, I'm not gonna be looking for famous tennis players. I'm gonna be looking for the ones that's coming up, so I could, I can instruct them to get them to the next level. Like, cause at the end of the day, whenever they win the championships, they gonna remember they, they gonna remember the people that helped them get there. Like, I don't know. You, you're on the right path. That's. I, I feel like step I am. one is an idea. And, Step two yeah. is moving forward with it. Yeah, huh? Execute and make sure it's right. But one thing, one thing won't like. I gotta make sure that my part of it is up to snuff because I can't 
we sit here saying that all of that, and then I'm putting out product that's not that's not <laughs> that's not the level it should be. So it's a balance in that. You gotta make sure that I'm I'm still focusing on what I need to focus on as far as this music thing too. So it's it's gonna be a balance, but it's bigger than me, so I'm willing to sacrifice certain things to make sure it happens. Look, we're already on the right path because you the the fact that essentially the promo you just cut about it just says all the people need to know about where you stand with this and your goal to eventually just like build yeah, the scene, we, nurture the scene. Yeah, just in case it wasn't clear after these five years, like <laughs> them making it, I'm making it even clearer. Like this whole time, it's been about. The, the same I've been about what I've been about from the beginning. Never changed. Never wavered. We don't watch companies disappear. Companies grow. All of this stuff happened. And the main, the whole time, we just giving, just giving up that content. Hip-hop and wrestling. Hip-hop and wrestling. Like, and it's people, for people that have been around, people paying attention, like, they notice. And I'm, I'm noticing the benefits of people noticing. Because when you realize that like, I'm not just like some Johnny come lately, like a lot of people, I can't take it as everybody would know that I've been doing stuff for a long time. But when you find out, you're like, oh, okay, like you didn't just pop up. Nah, <laughs> it's a long time coming, man. Anything happening, a long time coming. And on that note, yeah, yeah, I'm glad we got to do this, man. Same. Right. Now, for people who are interested, where where are they going to be able to find you on the internet? Alright, so my all my handles are the same now. It's at rated R A E D R, but the underscore in between the R, so it's R A E D underscore R on all the social medias. Um, the Arnold Palmer album is on all platforms as well. You can you can search for my name. You can search for the Arnold Palmer album. It's gonna come right up. It's gonna it's a picture of a golf course. Yo, <laughs> yo, you you recognize it right away. And yeah, just check me out if you've never heard me before. Probably want to know why I'm talking so bold, but it's 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 substance behind it. Just check it out if you've never heard me before. I'm sure you'll you'll understand. And if not, you can not like me and tell me you don't like me too. <laughs> that, that'd be cool. Get some detractors, cause you know it's better. You gotta have some type of reaction, right? So either anybody can love me or y'all can hate. Some of y'all can hate me. So the ones that hate me, still reach out though. <laughs> And people, at the same time, Arnold Palmer album is out, but go on SoundCloud. If you find him, there's a song. It's either called Beverly or Beverly Brothers. Oh, Listen to Beverly, that shit. Yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't Beverly, get you on the bandwagon, yeah. nothing will. Yeah, Beverly, uh, man, you make me wish I... Yo, I'm going to remix that whole album. I'm going to remaster that whole album like, and put it back out. Cause I feel like the goat got a lot of stuff on there, but like when I listen to it back, I'm like, nah, I can't even make it through. I'm like, yeah, I gotta remix this whole thing. Like, <laughs> but I'm better at mixing and mastering now than I was three years ago, so I'm gonna be able to do it and make it sound a little bit better this time. Look, man, just let me know and I'll cop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, you get that way. You get that way. You really, <laughs> you appreciate you. You get it for this. It's, because <laughs> the grind recognizes the grind. That's why I had no yeah, issue copping. Yeah, that's why I was like, nah. If I if that, that happens, nah, you get that one. You gotta worry about that. And you still get a physical when I when I start shipping those out too. You have a, um, an ETM when you're dropping the physicals? 
Um, probably top of the year. That's what's I don't know if I want to do. I don't know if I want to do something with the the third cup too. I'm gonna see how I, how it works because if I could just do like something, maybe put them all. I don't want to say put them all together, but if I could do it like a, have like all both of the discs where it's like one package, I think that'd be better. Cause then it come in a whole type of. I got like I'm working on a little a little shipping out thing. So yeah, I think that I'm gonna probably just wait and put both of them together and just make it the complete the whole thing together with both with both discs. I'm excited because yeah, I've, I've seen the work big. you've been putting in. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's a lot of exciting things on the horizon. Some things I'm not at liberty to discuss, but, yeah, we got a lot of things happening. Man, look, when the time comes to discuss it, if you need a platform, we can get something scheduled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, depending on how this goes, <laughs> depending on if people grab some cojones or something, man, like, we might have a lot to talk about because I'm ready, like. Any direction it want to come from, I'm pretty sure I can handle it. Like, <laughs> like you know I mean, we because then we start going into like track records and all. Like, I'm pretty, you know I mean, I'm pretty problem, unproblematic, man. No, no issues, man. So we got to come hard, man. We <laughs> <laughs> got to come hard, buddy. But folks, this has been conversations with the beard, and that was yeah. rated R. And we wish you a good evening. Good evening. And that's our episode for the week, people. Um, per the usual, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, let us know what you think. You can find us on Twitter at bit.ly slash tweetmybeard. We are on Facebook at bit.ly slash faces. Now, depending on where you found us at, we are available other places depending on you know, what's your favorite sources? We are on iTunes at bit.ly slash apples have beards. So you like it, like, subscribe, leave us a five star review. Just let us know how you feel. We are on Google Play Music at bit.ly slash Google My Beard, on SoundCloud at bit.ly slash Sounds of Beards, and on Blueberry at bit.ly slash Beardberry. Um, thank you guys for listening so much. We appreciate it more than you'll ever actually realize. But. We do appreciate you having me, and uh, we look forward to having you back next time. Peace.